Episode of Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am man who destroys comedy. And on today's show, it's a very special episode of Let's Just Have a Coffee Over Zoom with Shana Manuga. Woohoo! Hello! Oh shit, I forgot my coffee. Shit. Oh, I fucked it already, Ross. Well, the name of the show is What's Coffee, Not Coffees. Oh. It's okay oh. if one of us has a coffee. Okay, so as long as you have a coffee, it counts. Yes. Okay, that's good. I'm, 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 I'm off the hook. I do have a pot of coffee upstairs. That's the annoying thing. American-style pot of coffee. Uh, what? Just because they have it legalised up there doesn't mean we have it legalised. Legalised? What? Legalised coffee? Is coffee illegal now? Well, you were talking about a pot of coffee? Oh, sorry. Yes, they have legalized pot and coffee. No, I mean pot, a pot of coffee, like a pot, it's drippy pot. You know, it comes and it's a whole pot and you drink the pot over the day. Not the pot, not the Look, pot, Ross. I'm not necessarily about the 420 culture, so I don't understand the slang term you're using right now. Look, I'm sorry. I know I'm going a bit fast for you on all this coffee uh, nuances, but it's just the American way. It's the American way to drink coffee. They have a whole pot. It's like the 80s in a function hall in Australia too, though. They had that. You ever Wait. went to a function in the 80s? I uh, Maybe. Did you go to a wedding? Did you go to a big fancy wedding in the 80s or 90s and then everyone got coffee from one like big pot? I once was at a wedding in the mid-2000s where some guy <laughs> was going on about how everyone knows he was in jail at one point, but don't touch my beer. <laughs> Hey, he sounds like a keeper. <laughs> Why is he your bestie? <laughs> just, just subtly reminding everyone that he'll fuck them up if they take his beer. Even though the beer was probably free, right? I don't even know. I just remember having to clean up tables and overhearing outside some guy going on about someone's touched my esky. Okay, everyone, we all know I was in jail. But just don't touch my esky. Don't touch my esky. You know I was behind bars once, which means my esky is very off limits. If you touch my esky, I'd probably kill you. But no, that's the only thing I remember from that wedding. Wow. And so you were working the wedding? Well, I was just volunteering to do stuff because I just didn't know anyone otherwise. And I didn't really like anyone that I did know. 
You didn't like anyone, so you thought you'd volunteer to help for all the fuckers that you didn't like. I love that. Just cleaning up tables while a guy was just yelling at everyone. I volunteered to clean up tables at my cousin's wedding, but then I accidentally got so walloped, as you do at weddings, that I'm not sure if I cleaned up very good at all, but I did get caught trying to steal wine from the esky at the end of the night. Oh, no. Uh oh! I don't think I wasn't. I wasn't the worst on on. I wasn't worst on ground though, because her mother like brought a new boyfriend along and like took him under a table and was making out with him under the table and wore the same color dress as my cousin, which is red. They wore red, and she specifically was asked not to wear red, and she still wore red. And there you go. That's a bit of Australian drama for you. <laughs> so is this? If this were a movie, this would be symbolic somehow. The oh red, yes. the red dress. Uh, uh, the, de- <laughs> the devil. Uh, the devil is mischievous. <laughs> this promiscuous uh, mother of the bride wearing red, making out with a young man under a table, while I steal the wine. And when you think about it, the guy, the guy she was making out with, was wearing maybe one of those quirky shirts that had apples all over it. Oh yes, and little tiny worms with smiley faces. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, and then there's a snake and the snake was beckoning this woman in a red dress to make out with the guy with the apple with the apples all over his shirt <laughs> oh it was a regular yeah it was a total adam and eve situation wasn't it far out who's jesus in this situation i guess it was me oh no maybe not maybe you ross maybe you were there maybe you were at the same wedding and we didn't even realize could that be possible I don't know. I mean, where was, I, the, where was the wedding you were at? Some shitty, just some shitty place. Okay, well, I was on the I was on the waterfront at Manly or some shit like that. So, oh, see, that sounds better than like some shitty place that I was at. They let us do our own alcohol. It was weirdly cheap, but also it meant that people like me stole the alcohol. So, mm, I don't know. Maybe that's why you have certifiable alcohol people doing it for you that's the moral of the story if you're going to have the devil at your wedding make sure you've got someone with an rsa behind the bar mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can cut mm-hmm. them off they ask for an <laughs> they ask for an apple cider you say no no you're kidding me i can't drink, I can't drink apple cider absolutely I got, some of them I can, but most of them give me terrible reflux. I've ended up lying down flat on my back in many an alleyway with my legs in the air, waiting for the pain to go away. Uh-huh. This, this, is, a, you? this is all biblical. This is all biblical. You what took, does this mean? You took what does the this apple. mean? Who am I? Who am I in the Bible story? You took the apple and now... Yes, exactly. Of course. I get sudden, t- total, like instant good. I mean, it's like God erupts righteously in my diaphragm. Why is God such like a little bitch? That someone, <laughs> He's such a little bitch. <laughs> that, that someone takes these apples. He gets so mad. He's like, bam, people are going to menstruate because of you now, Eve. I will wrath upon you blood every month and an egg in the off week. (laughs) 
You shall not have the apple, or I whilst give you gird in the streets of Croatia. Isn't menstruation isn't menstruation just a form of abortion? Yes, yes, it's kind of like that. Except it's uh, it's the it's nature's abortion, you know. <laughs> so God's true. a hip, God's a hypocrite. God is a total hypocrite. Absolutely. Yes. God, hypocrite. I mean, I don't think that's the only thing he's hypocritical about. Let's face it. There's a there's a few hypocrisies. And let's not even, I mean, are we going down this? Are we going down this churchy path? Because I we can... guess. <laughs> I don't know. Did you grow up religious, Ross? No, not at all. Yeah, right. Me neither. I'm, I'm actually more in the camp of, um, uh, well, my mum had some religion stuff going on in the, in the, you know, some English background, English stuff. But then on my dad's side, it's more like, uh hippie communes and anti-vaxxers so but they're kind of crossing over now <laughs> they're one and the same they're finally getting hippie there's finally harmony between my families not really but it's so, so weird that these people live on communes yet they're often the ones to complain about communists right think about it no there's some weird shit. I've, I've had a lot to do with communes in my life, weirdly. Uh, I just saw there was a, there's a new documentary on Netflix or Stan or something all about the sannyasins, which was kind of the communes that my family were kind of wrapped up in a bit in the 80s and 90s. I, my dad used to get bush buds from Bellingen that was grown by the sannyasins and blessed with all the, like, this is for real. I'm not just, I'm not making this up. My dad used to get um bush buds once a month down from bellingen down to sydney a family friend would bring down a whole heap of bush buds for us and it was grown by the sannyasins and blessed by the sannyasins and grown with the menstrual blood of the sannyasin women organic bush buds and it was a good smoke i tell you i'm not a smoker but i loved this stuff and then you had to get an intervention is that what happened <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess my dad died, so I didn't smoke anymore. <laughs> true, true story. I would only smoke with my dad. I liked smoking weed with my dad because he'd had good organic Bellingen bush buds. And there was something special about getting stoned with my dad on a Friday night. And here you are now mixing pot and coffee together. Is it, the rush of, is it the rush of mixing something that slows you down and fastens you up at the same time? Yeah. I like an upper and a downer together. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's how I like my drugs. It's how I like my men. It's, it's how I like my TV shows. It's how I like my music. Ah. Uh, I like my men like I like my coffee. <laughs> Giving me diarrhea. <laughs> Do you get that from eating apples? I used to get diarrhea from eating apples when I was a kid. Bloody licking an Adam's apple. So say that again. Licking an Adam's apple. Licking an Adam's apple gives you diarrhea. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> hey, I've only just realized the connection between Adam and the Adam's apple. What the fuck? Oh, I'm so not religious. I don't get it at all. I'm a bad religious, religious understander. 
I don't get it either. And Elron Hubbard said Jesus was a pedophile. Elon Elron Hubbard said Jesus was a pedophile. Very controversially. Does that really? does that mean he sanctions all of our Catholic Church stuff? Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean. It's just like cherry picking bits and pieces from history to justify your own dogma is just the standard practice these days. I mean, they, they teach it. It's what uh, SCOMO is built upon. Let's not go there. Let's not go there, Ross. There's, there's so many more exciting things that beautiful, beautiful parts of the world we could be talking about. Whereas I'm, I'm starting to hit this, hit this uh, political mindset already. I, I could go down a ScoMo wormhole and I don't want to go there. Okay. That's, like, that's the apple. That's the apple right there that I don't want to bite. That big fucking dick apple, but not even a big dick, you know, like a little dick, little dicked apple. Like a freaking just, you pay them to private investigate for you. Yeah. That type of right. dick. That type of dick. That's that kind of, yeah. He's a private dick. Anyway. Sidestep it. Yes. We're not going to dive headfirst into this. I did, however, pitch once to previous guests. I have a class I love a lot, Kimberly Tyner. They should do Popo Scomo. Popo Scomo. <laughs> what did Kimberly say? Oh, it might have been Claire I did it. Um, uh, it might have been Claire. She might have left Popo by then. That's controversial. Oof. Like, this was a couple I've of years ago. I've left Popo, Ross. I've left them already. Why are you telling me to be Popo Scomo? I'm Claire Sullivan in my own right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think it'll be funny. You get these people, this troop, and you get them to wear Scott Morrison masks. So they do know what they normally do, but with Scott Morrison masks. And that's, <laughs> that's like a statement politically. What's well, a bold statement, isn't it? A big, big bold, ugly statement. Blech. There's a great act. I don't know if it's boring to be talking about great acts that aren't mine or aren't yours or whatever, but there's, there is in um, Fuck Fabulous, there's an incredible bit they do where they make ScoMo out of uh, Sarah Ward's ass and they actually draw ScoMo's face on her ass and her ass, her ass cheeks flapping becomes ScoMo. Like they puppet her ass with his face cartoonistically drawn on it and it's so amazing and fucking on point anyway that's i don't know if anyone can top it so okay i see what they've done based on heard my idea of popo scomo yes that's thought, what they've done thought to themselves well popo moco they did a butt puppet type thing what yeah. if we did that but with scomo yeah that's, ex- that's exactly what sarah ward slash yana alana must have done yeah, she she she's far too fuck fabulous to bother coming up with any of her material. She has to have stolen it from you, Pokemoka. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly that's exactly what happened. I think we should launch a small penis investigation over it. You're drinking your coffee. You see, you're having there's these moments now if, to the listeners, there are these beautiful moments of pause, which sound like an awkward pause, like we're not doing anything. But actually, it's Ross having a good old jolly sip of his coffee, of which I have none, even though upstairs I have a pot of coffee. Well, you see, but I, you know, I think there's I nothing, nothing wrong with dead air. There's nothing wrong with dead air. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not. I think I'm not even going to say that. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to say. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. 
I was going to say the thousands of people who died of COVID would disagree with you there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things wrong with dead air. I didn't say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to spring up the C word, the C bomb that's hampering our existence. I'm not going to talk about it, Ross. Don't make me talk about it. Okay. I don't want to, I want to be positive. I want to be a shining light angel on this podcast. I want to be something that people can turn to and think that made me feel really good in my day of mundanity and mediocrity. That woman on that podcast, Ross's podcast, was actually a light of my day. She didn't annoy me at all. That's what I'd like to be for someone. If they don't want to be annoyed, they're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> well, that's a license. Have you got a license? What license? The car kill? license. The kill? Pen license. <laughs> license to kill. Pen license. Apple license. Alcohol license. Driver's license. Uh, I got a driver's license. I drive around. I go beep, beep, Hong Kong. Beep, beep, Hong Kong. <laughs> My favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful, Ross. And this show... Was- Go ahead and burp. This is a burp-free, this is a burping show. Now I really wish I had some fizzy water because I can't not burp if I drink something fizzy. It's part of this whole can't drink cider reflux situation. As soon as bubbles enter my body, they come back out in the biggest belchiest way. Um, I actually was going to start my, my new, a new act that I did the other week when we opened up for a microsecond, I, I did a new act and I was going to start it by drinking some fizzy stuff and then just burping at the audience. But I thought maybe they might find that a bit unhygienic in these times. But yeah, it, because my burps are so prolific after bubbles. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's fascinating. You kidding me? I spit up so much cherry flavored liquid and Pepsi during comedy <laughs> festival. No one cares anymore. Just burping their faces, Shani. I care. I sat next to a man who was burping through a show at comedy festival and I had a full on fucking anxiety attack. I, it was that teleport show. It was a really amazing show. In the first half of it, I was just having an absolute anxiety attack because this guy was next to me overtaking my seat and belching to his heart's content. All this like, you know, James, James, James something, James something beer and uh, James Bogues perhaps. But it wasn't James Bogues. It was a different James. And he was burping it in my face. And I, I couldn't handle it. I ended up having an anxiety attack and putting everything over my head like this and sitting there covered. And Dave and Janet got very sick from being in that show. And I did not because I freaked out and covered my face. Well, you know, Alistair and Andy, they, yeah. they planted that guy in there. What? That's how Those they... Fuckers. That's it. I'm unfollowing them off Twitter. That's how they got nominated for the Gibbo. That's how they got nommed? Because of that guy? Because breaking like the fourth wall by planting an audience member. That has nothing to do with the rest of the show. Just burping under some poor unsuspecting fool. That just came up without me even trying it. I know it sounds pathetic. It was actually a nervous burp from this news because I find the news so unsettling. Absolutely disgusting. I can't believe the Gibbo, the Gibbo, which is of such a high prestigious award that is given and nominated to people of the, of the highest order could be disgruntled and, and just attacked in such a way. It's a precious, precious thing. People need to look after it. 
There's absolutely nothing political about it at all. You ever earned a golden Gibbs? Have I ever earned? You know, like Gibbs from NCIS. Oh, Gibbs. Golden, yeah, I love Gibbs. Golden Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> you watch enough NCIS, you, got, you get given a golden Gibbs? Oh, really? I probably should have been given one years ago. I used to be obsessed with that show. Pre-moving away out of Australia when I watched lots of free-to-air and then I moved to London. I didn't watch TV for five years. That was a refreshing time. I actually learned how to do stuff like play instruments. Oh, come on. Stop rubbing it in. Keep rubbing it in. Stop rubbing it in. I did. I moved to London and didn't have a TV, so I actually learned how to play an instrument. Finally, after years of not being able to. So you're saying the only thing standing in the way of you and acquiring musical talent is television. 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 100%. 100%. Cut out all TV and you will magically grow skills. I'd rather not. You like the TV that much, Ross? You have a problem. <laughs> I mean, TV's my, fr- TV's my friend. Oh, look, now I watch TV because there's so much good TV. I watch TV as an artist and consume it with a, you know, a, a, with a, uh, consume it with a, what is it, a critical thinking and a, like I'm consuming art these days. But back then, as much as I love NCIS and Gibbs, it was just consuming uh, empty calories, really, wasn't it? It's was just you empty calories. You don't think NCIS is high art? Um, no. No, what about NCIS LA? Definitely not. NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> um, let me think about that one. That's tricky. Uh, uh, no, no, definitely, definitely not, Ross. No. Okay. Boston Legal. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Boston Legal. Boston. Oh, come on. Didn't even watch it. I'll tell you what was art. The Ferals, that was art. The Ferals? Yeah. Don't, don't mess with the Ferals, the Ferals, they're going to get you there, the Ferals. Darren, he's a dopey dog, Mixies are molded up, mixed up, bunny, they're the Ferals. That's the Ferals for you, Ferals. You, you didn't watch that show, Ross? If it doesn't have James Spader doing a 10-minute monologue about some issue that the Bush administration is fucking up, I ain't watching it. <laughs> oh, you know what? That would have been something that the ferals would have attacked too, but in a, in a, in a kid's allegorical way. The Rattus T. Rattus would have come out as James Spade and gone... Oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to go and get all the cheese. Or I'm going to dig, dig the cheese out of the depths of the, the cheese mines because the, the cheese is the only way that we can have a good economy. And so let's go get that holy cheese and just like sell it to China. And that's the way where I, as a rat, am going to survive. Right, it works. That is a terrible James Spader impression. <laughs> no, that was that was T. Rattus. That was James Spade doing Rattus T. Rattus. That was me doing James Spade. James Spade doing Rattus T. Rattus. He's doing James Spader doing a rat. Uh, you see, <sighs> you do the thing with the bush. 
You say. <laughs> you find the cheese. And the, 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 the corporations that make so much money for doing this thing with the cheese. I'm doing, I'm doing William Shatner more than I'm doing James Spader. <laughs> I think I'm confusing. I'm thinking, I'm not thinking James Spader. I was thinking someone else completely. Let me see. I'm thinking of, um, oh, what's his, Spade, Spade. What's his name? Blonde guy. He's in... <laughs> I thought it was James Spade, but now I'm getting confused. Oh, no, that's Spader. That's not what I, I'm not talking about. James Spader, James Todd Spader. Fuck, who's the other Spade guy? This is boring, isn't it? Whatever. Whatever. Move You're not doing this. thinking of David Spade. Yes, I'm thinking of oh. David Spade. Completely different Spade. <laughs> I was doing, I thought I was doing David Spade. You thought I was doing James Spader, but David Spade doing Radis T. Radis, doing ScoMo, digging up cheese. That's what I was doing. That's well, here's, here's David Spade doing James Spader and Boston Legal. <laughs> okay. Gay conversion therapy is wrong. <laughs> to say you can change someone's... Uh, I can't remember that episode. <laughs> Just shoot me. I object. <laughs> yeah, he was he was fun. Just shoot me. Those were the days. Empty calories. Sitcom after sitcom. That show is not about gun rights. No, I I, I thought it was, but no, it wasn't. And that's clearly why I tuned in. I was expecting Michael Moore to walk in and leave like a photo of a dead kid next to Charlton Heston's gate. But Michael Moore never came, did he? Never came. Well, Charlton Heston never got... came. Uh, did my, Michael Moore, who's Michael Moore? Now I'm thinking of, now I'm thinking of the other Moore guy. <laughs> who's the other Moore? The Moore guy. The Moore guy that does the gun, the gun documentary, Michael Moore. Michael Moore was never in Just Shoot Me. Why did you think he was? I thought it was the same thing. I'm sorry. My goodness. Ross, you when need Char to watch less television. <laughs> when Charlton Heston was doing that famous speech about they can take these from my cold dead hands, I thought it was about, you know, photo cameras because it just shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only just realised why it's called Just Shoot Me. I thought it was because some of the characters were so annoying, but it's because it was fashion photography. <laughs> Literally just got it. Thanks, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it. I legitimately only just got that. Why did I go into comedy? I can't even get the most obvious jokes. I think that must be why I do alternative comedy with no jokes. <laughs> well... You know, jokes are overrated. They're a tool of the bourgeoisie. I completely agree with you there, Roswell. I completely agree. I've, and also, they're just always the same. It's just the same ladder with a different landing, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, it's working class people. We're trying yeah. to... Yeah, so those working class... I mean, how are they meant to expect to understand all the landings when they're, they're just you know, painting the houses of me, my houses. 
I don't get it, but keep going on about those houses. My, what my houses? Well, I've, I've got yes. one down in Wimbledon. Yeah, well, where are you going? Ross, where are you going? Oh my God, he's disappeared. He's disappeared. Oh God, oh shit. I, okay, so I do have a house in Wimbledon with a lovely rose garden. I don't know if any of you saw, but there is a, a, a lovely rose garden just uh, uh, that's just been demolished at the White House a year ago. So Melania's taken the roses away from the White House, which is devastating. But I did end up with a case of those roses. Melania sent them to me. Um, I know it was a bit naughty of her to do that, but at least I've ended up with some really nice roses in my house in Wimbledon. Ross? Rose, rose, rose? The rose garden, rose, rose. You never got promised a rose garden. What are you talking about? What do you mean? References are joke. References are jokes now. Excuse me, I'm talking about my rose, my rose garden. Uh, I never promised you one. Uh, no, but uh, like the yes, song. Yes, you never, you did. I was, but I kissed you. I kissed you though, and that's why I get the rose garden. Well, now I don't get what's going on right now. Well, I kiss like a rose. Kiss from a rose. Oh, it's oh. a song. If you're going to be song references, yeah. Ah! Like, I'm a seal like, and you are a thorn in my side. Like a seal team six. I get it. <laughs> you really do have this beautiful light shrouding you, Ross. See, everyone knows I'm wearing like a mask right now. It's my new look. Yeah. What? Well, can you explain this? Can you explain this new look? I really like your face. Well, mainstream society doesn't like my face that's not true ross it's not true i don't i think they're gonna like your face more than they're gonna like this mask quite frankly i think this mask is is too scary even though it's hot pink and fun well when you think about one of the highest grossing comedy films of all time it's the for mask. mask yes <laughs> Yeah, but, but that was animated. We can't see your expression. I want to see beautiful cheeks wobbling around when you smile and stuff. Now, just imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> I'm just giving the people the blank canvas and they can paint whatever they want on there. You want them to project all over you? Yes. Thank you. Ah, okay. I see it. Why don't you wear a red nose? Why don't you come uh, do some clown clowning with a red nose on? It's the uh, smallest mask in the world. I'm not really a clown. I'm more like a renegade outsider who goes from town you to town. Are a solving yeah, you are Mist solving mysteries. Yeah, you are a renegade. That's that's a hundred percent true. Hundred percent. Ross the renegade. Should we make up a theme song for you? Ross the renegade, he's coming through ya. Ross the renegade, he's gonna do it. Ross the renegade, but we don't know what, we don't know what, we don't know what. Ross the renegade is gonna do. <laughs> there you go, that's your new theme song. Well, I already have a new theme song. Oh, fuck. Why don't you tell me? Why'd you make me go through that whole entire song cycle? If you've already got one, give it to me. Give it to me. Well, I could just send it, the file to you after the show. 
No, no, come on, sing it now, Ross. Come on, I can't come sing on, it on. now. It needs come to on, production. Ross. It needs to production. It's the theme no. song to this podcast now. And people oh, really? would have already listened to it when they start listening to this episode. So I ain't going to repeat it. That's not fair because I'm on the episode and I haven't even heard it. That is just so unfair, Ross. That's so unfair, Ross. Ross, sing it for me. Ross, sing sing the, just give me a little do 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 I already referenced one of the lyrics by saying comedy is a tool of the bourgeoisie comedy is a tool of the bourgeoisie that's a very good line I wondered how you pulled that line out out so yeah I pulled I pulled it out weeks ago when I was writing it <laughs> how much of your stuff do you write beforehand obviously not with podcasts usually that much but like with your shows you write quite a lot I've observed your process you seem to write like pages sometimes of incredible things before you put it on stage i write way too much some might say it's overwritten and i don't need to write so much but i'm like no my mouth is my tool and my body it fails me when i try to do physical stuff <laughs> do you just stream of consciousness or do you like really fine-tune your writing like what's your process both yeah. Sometimes the best stuff is just when I'm on a roll and it's stream of consciousness, but then I just, or I could just write a really straight line, but then I just need to think of like, how do I put some source on this? How can I take this normal, ordinary line and make it sound like Ross Purdy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fucking awesome. I used to write a lot. And then I stopped. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, yeah. I've gotten back into writing again in the last year, but it's definitely a good muscle because you can lose it if you don't do it regularly. You can lose that ability to go into that free form flow. The brain, like right now, my brain's just shutting down on me just because I haven't been talking to anyone. It's quite wild to just be talking to you, Ross. It's crazy. And it's super weird and it's super freaky. <laughs> you taking the piss out of me? No, I'm taking the piss out of Rick James. <laughs> it's super freaky. Yow. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like my, my dog? You put your mask on and I'll carry my dog. This is... This is my silver dog. That's a fake dog. Yeah, but it's still a dog. Speaking of writing, <laughs> we both do improv. We do. And that doesn't really involve much, any, if any at all, writing. That's right. That's why I like it. Now, that's why you like it, because it doesn't involve writing. Well... I prefer to write... I think I've, someone said it to me once years ago. I write through my body... So I'm, yeah, I prefer to be writing what, with action at the same time than uh, trying to be just cerebral. So like if I try and be smart from my brain head, then I just will flatline and go blank. Whereas if I'm in character or in a state, especially if I'm in character, then I'll just, um, yeah, I have fun. I have more fun and pleasure. And so then I end up being funnier. I'm taking this very seriously right now and I'm going into process. 
because it's weird for me to not be in character actually like I'm on this podcast with you now as myself which is quite unusual as, as you know I'd usually be in character that's how I would be and me as a person is probably not that funny unless I'm with my girlfriends and having a, a, a drink of apple wine sure definitely not apple wine <laughs> not hey. good. me I have to sit down on a computer and think way too long and just bang my proverbial head on the wall. Wow. On the proverbial wall. Yeah. To make dot totally connections and all that. Yeah. Completely different process. But actually, I would say some of our work comes out it, it, more similar than, I would say you're closer to the kind of work that Dave and I do than any, <laughs> anyone else's that I've seen. Just goes to show there's no right or way to do th wrong way to do things. Well, there's a right way to rock. There's a wrong way to roll. Is 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 there um is there any proof of that? Well, you know, some people are a little bit country, and some other people are a little bit rock and roll. Yes, yes, indeedy. Personally, I I I'm very alt. Uh, I like alt indie singer songwriter with just a dash of country and Western twang when necessary, but only if necessary, it can't be gratuitous. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Gratuitous twang. There's some gratuitous twang out there that I would like to roll out of the music industry. Hmm. If you ask me, there's not enough gratuitous twang. Oh, really? Not there's enough. Not you not enough, not enough gratuitous wangs. Too much gratuitous the other thing. <laughs> well, I personally, I'd like to see a few people locked up because of their gratuitous twang. Name and shame. Name and shame. Okay, Garth Brooks, put him in jail. Get out of here. Twang. Just yep. That that Re Rita Reba McIntyre gratuitous twang. <laughs> jail. That sitcom was Get no out. good. No, that was terrible. That sitcom, and that's it. That 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 alone. That sitcom alone, let alone the the gratuitous twang. You know, yeah. Deport to an island somewhere and jail. Put her on that's... Reba Island. <laughs> Reba does that, Island. Does that exist? I don't know. It does now, Ross. We're making it happen. Reba Island. I'm googling it. What does it What does it say? Reba Island. There's got to be an island out there called Reba Island with some sort of old school jail on it. Oh, Reba and Barry Islands in the stream. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. I set out to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. There was something going on. You do something to me that I can't explain. Hold me closer and I feel no pain. Every beat of my heart will got something going on. See, I don't even know this song and I can sing it to you from the lyrics alone. And just from the gratuitous twang, I know exactly how that song sounds. For a, Every... second, for a second, I thought you were allowing a lot of more sets. Ah! Oh, but she's twang reinvented. Let's not confuse. She puts a contemporary spin on that twang. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like, what's a lot more set doing here? And then, okay, oh, she's doing Reba. Okay, I get it. Yes. I could, I could make it more Reba if you like. like Maybe when I met you, there were peace unknown. 
See? What? I couldn't actually stomach it. That's probably why it became a bit Alanis. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm a survivor. <laughs> I got one hand in my pocket and another one is holding an apple. Why is she on some cartoon where she's the imaginary friend of some uh, teenage daughter? Oh, is that Daria? Is she on Daria? It's no. a new. It's a new show. It's by the Bob's Burgers people. Oh, really? The great enough. And she's an imaginary friend on that. And I'm like, what sixteen year old's gonna have Elias Morrison as their imaginary friend? <laughs> I guess they thought that would be funny because it is, but it's not plausible anyway. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think it would have been f way funnier if they made that character like a 37-year-old woman like myself. Actually, I'm 38, but whatever. A 38-year-old woman with an imaginary Alanis Morissette friend. That would be that would be really fun. That's more like rooted in a reality that I think is quite funny. Like that, that there's just these people holding on to their teenage years and their nostalgia so hard, like we do, that we just invent a friend from from our pop idols to hang out with us. In our lonely days. <laughs> mm. What about you, Ross? Who would you have as an imaginary friend from your uh, teenage years if you were holding on to your nostalgia? Oh, God. I, I don't even know. What? Oh, you don't I even was, know? I was, I was too cool for stuff in high school. Really? Too oh. cool for stuff. So just too cool, too cool for culture. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You didn't have any cultural idols at all? No. None. But no. you can reference every single pop culture. You refer make references to pop culture better than anyone I know. Like half the time I don't know the references. And I, I mean, I'm not the greatest on pop culture, but you know the pop culture. You are holding out on me, my friend. You know exactly who your imaginary friend, nostalgia friend would be from the fucking 80s and 90s. And you are holding out on me and the listeners want to know. They want to know who this person is that you would have as your imaginary friend that you would bring back from the past from your shitty teenage years, who were you? Who were you putting on a pedestal? Who am I putting on a pedestal? I would say, I would say me. You'd say you. <laughs> your face right now, the cute look on your face when you said that was so cute. Oh my god. Proudest punch. I would say me. I don't think it was you though in the current age. I think by the look at your face, it was like you would have six-year-old you hanging out with you, being like, "Hey Ross, hey Ross, big Ross, let's go over here and go down that slide and then make a sandcastle and put it in Mum's face." I don't know. Like this. because six-year-old Ross was pure. Yeah. Six-year-old Ross wasn't, you know, taken in by. This, uh, you, the cynicism, the, 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 the purity and, and, and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, it wasn't jaded by life and bitter at the adult world and no. fucked up with like com competitive testosterone macho bullshit or bullies and stuff like that. No bullies in primary school, I imagine. You're kidding me, I missed the bully. You, you, you missed, you were the bully? I missed school? the bully. Well, you know. 
in that sense where you would get bullied and you would try and bully someone that's lower than you to try and make yourself feel better. And it's, it's like a cycle of violence if violence was words. But yeah. silence is violence. So you have yeah. to keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying making sense right now. Sorry? This is what I'm saying making sense right now. Yes, absolutely. Probably more so than usual. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, sometimes uh, I can't keep up with references, but if you're talking about your life and this, the cycle of your life, yeah, I can keep up with that. <laughs> I, so Lil Ross was pure and um, uh, unbitter and where needed, he would bully others in order to, get, to make himself feel better. When, when needed. Was that six-year-old Ross or was, are we talking eight-year-old or ten-year-old Ross? Oh, okay. I don't know. No, I think Stick was six, but... Okay. I mean, I'm trying to, Ross, your, I'm your journey. I'm trying to remember myself as a six-year-old. Okay. And I don't remember much. Oh, really? No. Nah. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember much. I remember so much of my childhood. It's kind of fucking weird how much I remember. We moved house a lot, and I think that helps me be able to have a okay. Where was I? That the memory is in that, that house. Therefore, I'm this age. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the constant, the constant moves mean that I've held on to a lot of memories from childhood. So, can you remember eight better? Uh, well, it was the year two thousand and one, and nine eleven just happened. Oh yeah. Wow, you're so much younger than me. Holy shit. I did not... God, I'm old. Fuck, I'm old, Ross. Oh, God. Fuck. Oh, I'm not really, but I am. I, I was already 19 by then or something. Oof. Yeah. Well, tell, tell you what my 9-11 was. When all that news coverage would prevent the 6 p.m. Simpsons. Oh. Wow, that's a, it's a hardcore mishmash of cultural events. I just know that it was annoying because my tips at work went down. I was making really good money in cash from a lot of the American tourists. And then all that went away and mm -hmm. life changed. Yeah. You used to be able to make good money as a waiter in this country. If you worked in a touristy kind of spot. So would you go from making $9 and 11 cents to zero? Ground zero? Would I? <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> I definitely would not. What about okay. you, Ross? What, what? Making money? I didn't get a job until I was 26. No one wanted to hire me. What? That's outrageous. That's fucking shit. 26? Really? Does that mean you only just got a job? What are you, 27 now? Eight. Hey. Two years in the workforce. Wowza. I, I was put to work at 13. I was working at 13. But like, yeah, cash in hand always. And I, yeah, oh God, one of my first bosses, I used to like, uh, I was only 14, I think. And before he gave out his, the payout to the girls that worked in the restaurant, he would rub our tummies. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <laughs> He would just like 
do a little rub and a little hug and rub our little tummies and then give us our pay for the week. Hmm. Yeah, call... so I don't know. I don't know which is better. <laughs> I'll call the ombudsman for that one. We're going to get some law folks in there. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It didn't ever get worse than that, but looking back, it's a bit fucked up. Hmm. I did say in the beginning, before we started recording, I'm going to get you to hypnotize me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to leave the listeners on a cliffhanger. Okay. So we're, I'm going to get Shani to try and hypnotize me into maybe being six-year-old, Ross. We'll see what happens. Oh Holy but, shit, Ross. That's, that's pretty hardcore. I don't know if we should On the Patreon after show. So I'm going to wrap this up. And if you want to hear oh, Manamanuga try and hypnotize me, you gotta I've get on my, done... gotta get on my Patreon. Yeah, you gotta get on the Patreon. I am a qualified hypnotherapist. This is one bit of crucial information Ross is not telling you, but but still, going back to being six years old, that's that's some heavy psychiatric stuff. So uh, it definitely deserves Patreon. <laughs> or maybe I'm just trying to pimp out this Patreon. And try to give some worthwhile content. Hey, uh, if I can rub your tummy, I'll donate to your Patreon. Please don't rub my Tim Tom. <laughs> hey, it's the, it's the cycle of abuse. It continues. Oh, God. <laughs> Psych, don't tell me about cycle abuse. You're telling me just because my dad did this that I'm going to... No, I'm talking about my boss rubbing my tummy, Ross. Sorry. I was going to make... <laughs> Sorry, I was going to make a joke about my own, my own effed up childhood trauma, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to leave it hanging. <laughs> yeah, save it for the hypnotherapy <laughs> session on Patreon, Ross. Everyone can't wait to hear that, that weird fucked up shit. <laughs> we laugh, but that's the only way we can get through life. Oh, we sure do. Keep on destroying, listeners. <laughs> I definitely destroyed comedy today with you, Ross. Thanks so much for having me. Oh,